Hey now, happy, happy vibes, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast where I believe in spreading killer vibes that light you up and give you that kick in the ass to craft the life you wish to live. I am your host, Alicia, and every week I am bringing you the sacred space dedicated to the lovers of all things business, travel, and lifestyle. Hey, it's about time you get the scoop on the latest vibes. So let's get to it. Woohoo! Today's guest for our episode on why the female focus she space is unique in the co-working space is none other than Miss Stephanie Suru. Did I say that correctly? Yes, it's perfect. I practiced it. Uh, Stephanie, it is such a pleasure to have you, you. on the podcast. Um, where's that last name from, by the way? It was very interesting when I read that. It's Japanese. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. So my oh. husband, he was um, born and raised in um, in the States, but okay. his parents are both Japanese. Fantastic. Let me tell you guys a little bit about Stephanie. Stephanie's a she's space founder, entrepreneur, public speaker, and she's also very, very, very passionate about philanthropic work. I mm. did notice this a lot about you. Stephanie was awarded a 2021 Landmark Award in the Project Lease by Houston Business Journal, and that's awesome. It's really Big. pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you also spent 25 years in the healthcare industry, mm -hmm. so I want to talk a little bit about that pivot um, and how you're here. And you received your MLS at Rice, so I yes. want to know a little bit more about that and mm -hmm. if it's something that, you know, we can definitely recommend to other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, among her accomplishments is recently being named a Greater Houston Women's Chamber of Commerce Hall of Fame recipient and an ABC Channel 13 Women of Distinction. And... I'm so, so grateful to have you in my podcast because, you know, the minute I see women that are doing it and doing it big, I want to know more about them. Um, you know, having grown up in a neighborhood where I didn't have that sort of influence and that sort of inspiration, for me, I, I gravitate to that. Mm -hmm. And so um, whenever I find women like that, I'm like, I need to know more about them and how they got to where they are. So I met you as I was touring the space here at She Space. We're in the Heights area. We're off of Studemont Street. Mm -hmm. And I was looking to partner up with somebody for an office space. Uh, and that didn't go through, but I went home and I was a little devastated because, you know, the other girls said, no, I think we're going to take it all for ourselves. And I was like, oh, no, I really want to be there. Um, and I had a really good heartfelt conversation with Rusk, my husband. And I said to him, I need to be there. I need to be around this. I need to have this environment. I need this climate. The colors are bringing happiness to me. After COVID and after everything that had gone on um, this past year, I needed this space um so this is how i met you and i i came in and i love the culture the climate and everything you guys have have i believe intentionally set it up this way and it's very yes. thoughtful um and so when i went home i told him you've got to see it for yourself because you're gonna love it as much and so he came in he goes yep let's get you an office there i love it love it love it so you opened your space with your daughter-in-law katie tell yes. me about that so i had this um crazy idea um <laughs> for and it is a workspace. So you mentioned that it is a workspace, yes. but I think you'll agree it's just so much more than just a workspace. It oh really my is. Gosh, yeah. I mean, obviously we have offices and desks and, and areas for women to work, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Really, it is about building the network and the community for yeah. all types of women. So I had this crazy idea to take a office setup, but move it out of uh, a traditional office mm -hmm. building okay. and to put it into like where women live their lives, which is not in an office building. It's everything mm -hmm. that's around here. It's like we're literally in a retail setting right. so that we can go to the grocery store and the bank and get our errands run and you know, get go to the ATM and just get our errands run um, without spending all that time in the car because 
time once you yes. use it, you don't get it back. And so life is just too short and we are just way too busy to spend time driving from spot to spot to spot. You're absolutely so correct. I just picked it up and put it into a retail setting. So it's a really crazy idea. So I worked on it a long time, worked on the business plan, talked to a lot of women before I took it to my daughter-in-law, Katie, because I okay. really wanted to see, if, is this a viable thing? Um, so I talked to, oh my gosh, hundreds of women. And uh-huh. then I took it to her because okay. she was the CFO and she's the numbers person. And I knew the question she was going to ask, well, this is all great, mm-hmm. but how are you going to turn then this into a business? Um, yeah. So she asked great questions. So, yeah, so we're a great partnership. She's my daughter-in-law, which first is really interesting. <laughs> I wanted to say I that know, you get along with your daughter-in-law. I know. Most that's... people go, there's no way. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's, you know, it's crazy. But, yeah, it's fabulous. Um, we do keep it separate at home. We don't talk about it. Okay. Um, she has two little girls, so my granddaughters. Mm-hmm. And so we just, you know, we're just a regular family outside of here. Okay. Is it intentional that way so that you don't mix? Business yes. with family yes. time. Yes. Okay. Um, so what's also interesting is that my husband and my son work together, and so we kind of saw how that worked. I mean, yeah. It, it it is. They've been doing it for years, and that's been really. It's gone really well, and I thought, well, why can't we do that? Um, and not only that, I just thought mm-hmm. she was the perfect person. Two different generations. I'm really the visionary. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. the the ideas. Gotcha. I have the creativity, and she is the you know she's the numbers person. So it's perfect. Yeah, and, and, and interestingly, I think it's important that even when you partner up, that both bring a different set of mm-hmm. skills. Yes. And then balance it each other Perfect. out. You know, there's mm-hmm. somebody that's a numbers person, there's somebody that's a visionary and the mm-hmm. creator, the one that has mm-hmm. the ideas, and mm-hmm. somebody has to execute on those mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. And also see if there's a budget for those ideas. So how did you pick this area, by the way? Because I love the spot. Mm-hmm. You're actually, you know, absolutely correct. You know, we have a Kroger's across, we have an Ulta, we have a nail salon. So even if I did need to go and stop by the grocery store, I'm right there it's if right I there. need to go get my nails done like the other day I told you oh, yeah I you ran downstairs in. I went yep. downstairs it yep. took me literally 10 minutes in and out I love that and you're absolutely correct about that for us especially for women and moms we need something that's mm. in and out and super quick amazing I love that. because the rest of our life still goes on yeah. just because we've come to work doesn't mean we need we don't still need to get all those other things done so yeah. this just allows us to lower stress levels reduces the barriers uh makes us happier mm-hmm. um it's an ideal setup. So the way we found this location is I did a lot of research um, okay. studying the targeted demographics of the type of women that would come here. Okay. Um, so that was the one thing. And I looked at all the areas. And we needed to be close to a major highway so that the people in the outlying areas could get here easily, like for 30 seconds from, from I-10. It is, yeah. So it doesn't matter where you live, and it really has worked out. People can come down I-10. They'll come from down. They'll come from north, south, Sugarland, Pearland, Friendswood, um, Kingwood, uh, Cyprus. They can all get here because we're right off the interstate, so they don't have to add that additional travel time to once they too. exit. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, this is when ten, within 10 to 15 minutes of the majority women yeah. – um, live that want to use the space. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not that close, but for me, you know, when I do work, I do come inside the city a lot. Yeah. So it makes sense for me to have like a little hub inside the city. That's a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. So I was so tired of having an off uh, a meeting in one part of town and then a meeting an hour and a half later yes. or two hours later in another part of town. And then what do you do with that in in that intermediate 30 minutes, sit in your car, yeah. go to a dirty, loud coffee shop. And I just thought that we can do this better. Yeah. It makes so we sense. did. 
Did you take any inspiration from any of the other co-working spaces in, in, in terms of what you wanted for yours and what you didn't want for yours? So I already had this idea and the idea came, did not come from a co-working space. It really came, it's born out of a couple of things, frustration, like what okay. I was just describing. And the other thing was there's dozens and dozens of women's organizations in the city, but there's not like a brick and mortar to bring them together. Mm-hmm. And I thought, we just, I thought if we're going to, we can do everything as I just thought we've started, but we can do this better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where a lot, that was another reason for doing right. this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, I was listening to one of the podcasts that, um, that you um, promoted or you mentioned in one of the articles about you. Um, and it's about women builders. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that for you, it's just very um, important or maybe I'm, I'm just uh, thinking it is, but I don't know. You, you, you tell me. I see that you particularly enjoy seeing women do things that are in, in more male-oriented mm. fields, mm-hmm. like building and that sort of thing. Is that the case for you? I mean, it seems I, that way. I think what it actually is, I'm very partial and interested and have a lot in common with women that just do things that are different than what's expected mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it is someone that goes is comfortable going into a more male-dominated field. But I think ultimately what it is, it's the type of women yeah. that I'm attracted to. And some yes. of those women are there. Some of them do very typical female things, but... What they all have in common is that they haven't been afraid to do it. Yeah, yeah. And how do they conquer their fears? Do you ever ask them those questions? Well, I think that was a question I Mm -hmm. had to come to grips with. I uh, I think that was a problem I had to figure out for myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm different than anyone else except that I've always been afraid, but I have always been able to conquer it. So I don't let, I, it's not that I'm not afraid. It's mm-hmm. not that you're not afraid. Mm-hmm. It's not that these women aren't afraid. It's just they figured out how to get comfortable living with it and going on about their business. It's and like pushing you, through yeah, it. pushing through it. You pushing do, they through don't, the fear. It's not that it isn't there mm-hmm. um, or it isn't, it's there. Oh, this is a crazy idea. Is this going to work? So you're fearful, mm-hmm. but you push through it, and it's mm-hmm. great. That's a great way of saying it. You push through it. You don't let it hold you back. Right. That's the difference between women that get things done and women that don't get things done. Agree. Absolutely agree. And I think those are the reasons why some of them will be out there doing things that you think, damn it, I could have done that. I'm so good at that stuff. But it's because she's fearless. It's because Mm -hmm. she believes in herself so much that Mm -hmm. she doesn't allow that Mm -hmm. fear to stop her. Mm -hmm. And so many times, even those of us that are really good at something still feel like we're not good enough at it. Um, And then we fear the failure. I mean, you know, for oh, me, definitely. the fear of failure was so big when I had my own business because, and, and it did fail. I mean, it wasn't a success the way I wanted it to be. But the minute I embraced the fact that I had done everything I could, that I had put my whole heart and soul into this, but it just didn't work out. The location wasn't good. There was multiple factors. Mm-hmm. I just was able to let go of that and say, you know what? Okay, it happened to me from now on. It's okay. I'll learn from it and move on forward and keep it keep it moving. So the gift Not is what dwelling. you take away from. Yeah. I mean, I failed. I mean, every day I make mistakes, but the gift is what you learn from it. If everything goes smoothly every Mm -hmm. day, Mm -hmm. if everything goes just like you planned, then what are we going to learn from that? 
you know, nothing. Nothing. And there, there's a moment where you have to step back and just look at the lesson and not dwell so much on the pity. Because I will, I will throw a pity party for myself because I always feel like, okay, I needed to be prepared. I should have had this. I should have had that. Like I, I always feel like all of my ducks need to be in order. Mm-hmm. And if they're not in order, I panic. And I, I need my ducks in order. I need to be prepared. I need to have everything ready to go. And there's times when I still don't do it well, even though I've had my ducks in order. And my then I'll go into is, a pity party. Well, and I, a couple things there. I yeah. think that... So I've watched you work, and I think the reason, if you think your ducks aren't in order, it's probably because you are too, have too much stuff on your plate. So, yeah. like, you want them right. to be in order, yeah. but there are all these other things that had to get executed first, and maybe you just didn't have time to prepare. So for you, I would say it's, again, having too much on your plate, yeah. not lack of preparation. Uh-huh. Um, and, it is. Right? It is, and yeah. I need to learn how to not do so much, just... Cut mm. out things that it's are hard. Not, not yeah, good and not useful. It's really hard because you look around and you're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have these skills and I need to and use it that, here and, and I can do here. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's tough. Um, so I want you to tell me a little bit about the um, uh, the Rice Leadership yep. Accelerator. Uh, okay. You mentioned you're a lifelong learner. I'm I am. Life. I was the one that was in all of the classes, the SBA classes, mm-hmm. the websites, mm-hmm. the social media classes. I love to learn. Like that is like. I, that's what I'm doing all the time. If it's a podcast, it's a book, all of that. Tell me a little bit more about what that is and if it's something that you would recommend to other women entrepreneurs. So when my um, youngest daughter left to go to school, I was 53, and I just had another crazy idea. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to apply to Rise for this program, never in a million years thinking that I would get accepted. And I did, and then it was when I'm like, oh, my gosh, now what do I do? I mean, like, talk about terrified. I was, like, literally (laughs) terrified, hadn't been in school in forever, and school has changed so much. If had I known how much it had changed, I probably would have had second thoughts. So maybe in this case, not being naive was good, but because everything is so technology-driven now. So, like, everything. It is. Everything. And so my first year, the learning curve was really steep, was just getting up to pace, like, on technology, not necessarily learning, Mm -hmm. but the technology. So um, I went back to school when I was 53, graduated after three years, um, and I had a science background. So you talked Mm -hmm. earlier about my being in healthcare. healthcare. So I had a science background. Um, Then when we moved to Houston – Actually, to Texas, so mm-hmm. Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided not to get recertified um, and relicensed in the state, and I was kind of like, well, what do I do now? So I went back to school. Okay. Um, one of the classes we had to take was a leadership class. Mm-hmm. Um, it was required. Okay. It was a required class, and basically the theme of it was how do leaders think? Okay. So it's like the critical thinking skills of leaders, and of course, they all think differently, but it's how they take a problem, work through it, and solve the problem. Okay. Um, and I focused on women, mm-hmm. and so we had to do several projects, but ultimately, it got me interested in how women work, how women think. It kind of opened up my eyes just to women's capabilities, and mm-hmm. women are really interesting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So interesting. And I think just bit by bit, the um, the abilities of women are really, I mean, becoming well. 
And do you find that they're different from men, like significantly different so in the way I, they approach leadership roles? So I think at their core, women mm-hmm. and, women and men, like their, their ethics and the morals are the same. Okay. Uh, but I think it's the personalities that are so different. Mm. Um, and I think it's just so much has always been accept, expected of women okay. that that's where it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, the expectations of women are different. Well, well, she can do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, because that's just the way it's always been, yeah. whereas um, a man does this. Now, don't get me wrong. I um, we're, not, we're not against men here. No, I am no, no. not yeah. anti-man. Um, I have wonderful men in my life, and they're mm-hmm. very supportive of this mm-hmm. idea, but mm-hmm. I think that's also allowed me the freedom to um, – they've given me – they support, so it gives me confidence to do whatever I need to do to enable. But – I now have, you know, I have my own daughters, but now I have granddaughters. Yes. So what I see myself doing at this age mm-hmm. is to show my daughters and my granddaughters that women are leaders. Mm-hmm. We are born that way. We just needed, a, we need to refine it. So Rice does have that accelerate, um, okay. leadership accelerator program. And that's program. a good program for who? Who should take Anyone. that program? Well, again, you apply. <clears throat> Um, but it would be, um, I honestly think that there are other ways of doing that. Mm -hmm. It was a week long, Mm -hmm. uh, program that I just applied for separately. And, but this is interesting. There's probably only a handful of women in there. So it was pretty interesting. I wonder if women just don't men. think they should be taking classes like that. No, like, I think they, they should. I think they no, should. But do they not think they should be applying? I, You know, I had this conversation, and maybe mm. you can give me some feedback on it, with um, one of my business groups that I do here. Uh, and, and guys don't hesitate to apply for things. Women need to feel like they have every single requirement met before they can apply. Well, what is that about? And I think that is about fear. So I think, yeah, I think they're like, oh, well, I don't have this, this, and this in line, so I'm just not going to do it. And I really don't think that has much to do with with it. I think it is, what if I apply and don't get accepted, or what if I get in there and I can't answer the questions and I can't participate in the conversations? Mm -hmm. I think, again, it is women lack confidence in some of these situations. Mm -hmm. I do not think. How do we boost their confidence? Well, we are here. Okay. Yeah, we uh-huh. boost it every day, and we're boosting each other's. But we're also, don't you think it's by setting an example? I was just going to say that, by yeah. being an inspiration. Yeah, I think it's by being the role model being where the she's role model. doing it, mm-hmm. and all these people are watching mm-hmm. this. And they're doing it, yeah. and I can do it too. Um, and the one yeah. thing that I always made sure as I was a young girl, as I was 13, 14, is to pay attention to what the women are doing different that mm-hmm. I wanted to emulate. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what what patterns that they have, what behavioral patterns that they follow, that they wake up early for something mm-hmm. specific where they, uh, you know, I noticed they were not out and about all the time. They were very focused in mm. their careers. They were focused deliberate. In, in learning. Very deliberate. Very deliberate. Mm-hmm. And so I, I adopted a lot of those behaviors and a lot of those things because for me it was so important that I, I took on good things and good from people. And if I met another, you know, teacher, another uh, mentor that I learned and I asked a ton of questions of them. And it's been good because most of the women have been great at giving me the answers. They haven't felt like they were. Women like to share. So women are, I mean, that, that, um, that myth that women are super, um, competitive with each other and don't Mm -hmm. support each other. I think it's just that. I think it's a myth. I think there are some women that are ultimately, Mm-hmm. too competitive that they will step on top of you to get where they need to go. But I think that's more rare than people think. Yeah. I mean, here, all we see are women supporting right. women. And I do think almost every woman that has 
been involved in Space in some capacity mm-hmm. has seen an acceleration in their business and their personal life. And I think a lot of it is the role modeling and the mentoring. I agree. And I think you're a very excellent role model for us. I really believe in that. I noticed that in one of your mission uh, statements is mentoring both women and young girls. Mm -hmm. I noticed that from when I was uh, learning more about you and learning more about Mm. the space that mentoring is a big word for you. It is. It's huge. So another reason I started She Space, so I became very interested in mentoring young professional women, like women just trying to figure out how do you work and have kids and and. Balance, um, I guess, is yes, the key word. Right. Which um, sometimes we don't balance. We don't balance because, and then I've also um, come to think that it's not so much balance, like it, you have to shift the equilibrium. So sometimes your family needs more attention. Sometimes your business needs more attention. And it, it's sometimes I think you're always off balance, but it's where you need to shift your focus mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental balance, but not necessarily balance in the day. But, um, so I'm very, yeah. very passionate about mentoring women, but to mentor women well, to be available mm-hmm. when they need you, mm-hmm. when they call, oh, are you available for a call? Well, I can only do that for a couple women at a time. And okay. so this place, She Space, is a way to leverage mentoring because now everyone's mentoring each other here. I see it all day yeah. long. Oh, yeah. You'll go here, you'll go here. You know, people are coming together, they're problem solving. Um, so it's a way to mentor on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Now, we are getting ready to implement a mentor program. Oh, where wonderful. We will, yes. And, oh, wow. Um, probably on Mondays, like Mentoring Mondays, because I love alliteration. Um, yeah. And it just helps you remember. <laughs> She's um, based on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that we yeah. will be intentionally using okay. your word and deliberately partnering, partnering up women mm-hmm. that – you know, not necessarily even um, older, younger, but maybe more experienced, like you have experience here that I can learn from you and that type of thing. So, but I also wanted to talk to you about the young women yes, that we're involved was, with. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I do want to know who are the young women and what do you yep. consider young? I mean, I'm 46. No, so I don't know fi- if I can. No, fifth I graders. Can't. Fifth oh, graders. fantastic. So, so we, young when girls. I mean young, I mean yes. young. So oh, we have partnered. So important. Seventh grade's the best. Oh, but I anyway, love it. Mm-hmm. So we have partnered with three nonprofits that focus oh, cool. solely on girls, different aspects of girls. So we have partnered with Girls on the Run, which focus more on like the mental and physical well-being. Yes. Girls Inc., which is mm-hmm. essentially a leadership and mentorship program, mm-hmm. and then Girls Start, which is more of a STEM program. Okay. So they start with fifth graders, and they go on up. Girls Inc. actually does have some girls that may come and intern in when they're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um I think those are great ages, by and, the way. Because, yeah, we're going to have summer you know, camps this year for them here. Can't, uh, you know, that confidence is when it starts to be enabled or disabled for a lot of the and girls. This, the sometimes we are going to bring them in this summer. So first of all, we had COVID. So, you know, we weren't allowed to bring them in. Yeah. And then now we're finishing up school. So this summer they will be coming in. And it summer, may yeah. be nothing more than them just like working on projects and watching the women work. Okay. I mean, again, it's role modeling. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're doing this. I can do this. So um, it was one of the very, very first things I focused on in the beginning, but then COVID happened, and right. so it kind of slowed us down. But it really just delayed it, and it just gave us time to build out the program. So, yeah, yeah. Start, when no. I say young, I mean young. No, and I think that's a very powerful because yeah. even when we were in high school, um, my high school, Jeff Davis High School, had a program with the Teneco 
uh, mm. building. So we used to go into de- the tentacle there building you go. Um, once a week just to kind of you know hang out and talk to the people at tentacle. Yeah. So I see how that has a lot of power, and it has a way of showing young women that there's so many possibilities mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. that they're not um, beholden to the neighborhood they're born into, I think, is one of those ways that I noticed, and I saw it for myself where I, was, where I grew up. I noticed that the space is very heavy on showcasing progressive women leaders like Malala, Ruth Bader mm-hmm. Ginsburg. Um, is that also intentional? I mean, mm. I noticed it's very, uh, it, you know, the Frida Kahlo makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. We're inside the Malala podcast we are. studio. Uh, and these women are, uh, are are very powerful. They're very smart, very bright, but they're also considered a little bit of like lightning rods mm-hmm. for people in the conservative mm-hmm. circles. Mm-hmm. Um was that subvertly or was that um, intentional? It was very intentional. Very, very. Because <laughs> I paid attention to all of that. I said, ooh, I love it here. Yeah, very, <laughs> very intentional. Okay. Um, it's kind of, it goes back to what you said. Mm-hmm. These are women that they didn't just break the barriers. I mean, they stomped on them and crushed them. <laughs> and um, yes. it's definitely these are women that. These women just didn't do like little things. These women did amazing, life-threatening things sometimes. And talk about brave and courageous. Um, and we have no idea the fear that they felt, right? right? Mm-hmm. And they still persevered. And yeah, it's all. I think you go through the space and you see these women's names and you see their their pictures. And mm-hmm. I do think it all just contributes to the overall feeling. They can they did it mm-hmm. and they did it incredibly. And so we can too. Yeah, and I think even being in the podcast room with her and having her picture here, it does remind me that our voice is powerful. Mm-hmm. The um, most powerful thing we have. It is the most powerful. And because mm-hmm. of her voice, she was threatened and, and all of that. But that voice became the voice for many girls mm-hmm. that didn't mm-hmm. have a voice. So I think in a lot of ways, you know, when I do my podcast and when I put information out and I put women out and I expose, you know, uh, my audience to different things, it's sort of a voice, you know, that I'm giving them a voice and I'm saying, listen, you know, there's other people out there that are struggling, that are doing things. This is how they they conquered something or this is how we, you know, faced a challenge. And it's, um, it could be really, uh, you know, I thought at the beginning of doing a podcast that would be really fun and pop culture but it wouldn't be me. Um, for me, it's a lot about education. Me it's neither. about inspiration, and it's you know educating yeah. and giving people mm-hmm. some good, um, mm-hmm. just things that they can take back with them and really execute and apply in their own life. You know, so yeah, I, I, I love that. A, I think it's important to tell your audience also because you know you have people listening mm-hmm. that are going, "Oh my gosh, I wish I could be like her." You know that those people are out there listening mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important also to impart the message that we didn't just wake up one day and like. Yeah. Oh, the space is here and your business is here. Mm-hmm. You start with small steps. So, you know, make a small plan, a couple small steps. Yeah. So execute the plan. Take a few more steps. Execute that. I mean, I think that people that think they can never do this, you have to start small and have small successes. You and I did mm-hmm. not get here just mm-hmm. like we woke up last week and here we are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think tiny victories. Even if it's just like mastering whatever it is, take take a class, mm-hmm. any kind of class. You can do it online. You can sit in your bedroom where nobody can hear you or see you. you I know, think you start small. You do start small, and I think another conversation I have with women when they come to see me, it's 
invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. You continue to invest in other things, a lot of material things, but have you invested and taken a class that's going to get you to the next place? Mm-hmm. You see a class that's, you know, $25, $30, and you hesitate to pay that, but that's going to be something that's going to get you to the next place, to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell them that. I said, you guys hesitate so much in investing in yourself because you feel like you're not worth that investment. I agree. I uh, agree. And the minute you start to decide or you make that decision for yourself, I am worth the investment. I am worthy of doing this for myself because it's something that I really want to do. That's the moment that it changes for you and you shift your mentality and your mindset. And it's more about, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I need to go out there. And I tell them a lot of times, you don't have to make it perfect. I was that girl that had to be perfect. Like I didn't start my podcast for two years because I didn't have it again, my ducks in order. And then I thought, no, COVID is the signal. It's telling me this is a time you have the time now to do it from home. Let's get it going. Push, push, push. And, you know, the first episodes were just like. So the COVID <laughs> in some instances yeah. was a huge gift of time. So it was so many women that um, had these ideas but had never had time just to sit down and, and kind of like uh, – craft it Mm -hmm. it was it was but smart women like you and i have to say like us that gave us the time to build out during covid we use the time Mm -hmm. um but women find the time to um get their nails done me too Mm -hmm. you and me too i mean it's not that i don't do things like that i do my makeup i I do my hair so we're all still very Mm -hmm. feminine Mm -hmm. here um but we extend that to our brain thank you that's Ooh, what it is. That's a good quote. Extend it to your brain. So, like, we take the time to get our nails done and whatever else we do to take care of ourselves. But we, the self-care doesn't stop there. So we take care of our brain as well. Love it. And that takes me to the next question. Another thing I noticed about She Space that I love so much is you have a very, very nice library in here for we us. We do. And not only for us, but I think guests can come in here and mm-hmm. check out as well. Mm-hmm. Books are very important to you. I know that you were a part of the, uh, you were a literacy advocate. Yes. Still um, am. You are. Yes. Okay, fantastic. So, so books. Very passionate. So my mother was yeah. an English teacher. Oh, okay. And we lived in a very small rural town, and we did not have much, but we always had books or access to the library because my mother in her world mm-hmm. was, if you books give you power, words give you power, which then in our case gives us a, the voice um, and I said, I want women to continue to wor- learn. Yeah. And the books, again, it's a reminder. It's a visual reminder when you walk through here that we have this library. Um, I still am a literacy advocate in the city. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time building mobile libraries to take the books to the kids. And when I say libraries, it's actually giveaway. It's to build. Oh, my God. I would love to be a part of that. Yes, so in a couple weeks, we're having a couple of the mobile libraries come to SheSpace so people can see what I do when I'm not here. Um, I would love to see that. And it's, we've given away, I don't know, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000 books in the last couple of years. And, and. Um, we call them mobile libraries, but they're actually like mobile bookstores because it's to get the libraries in the kids' home. But I feel the same thing for women. Mm-hmm. And again, you, there is definitely the trend to go to more like e-reading, which I think is fabulous for some things. But I also think there's something to just having a book laying there. Mm-hmm. And so we have this library that women can just check out the book and we have every topic and we're continuing 
to build the library. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of nonfiction because that's mm-hmm. what I prefer. I do too. Um, someday do I'm going to learn to relax and read fiction. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> but I'm either. not saying it won't. But, no, um, absolutely. Yeah, Books you make know, me happy. They really, really make me happy. You know what, for me as well, because that was my escape as well. Mm-hmm. And I always knew that a good reader would be a good writer and a good speaker. It's true. And I don't know if it was one of my uh, middle school teachers, but um, she said the first thing you want to do is go get your a library card they're free isn't that the most amazing (laughs) advice probably that you were ever given and then I realized you know that I could check out more and more and more and that was my escape I used to get on the bus to go to my ninth grade um, high school and I hated the bus because the kids were crazy and wild and I was always provoked and bullied by the boys they Mm -hmm. would always try to you know pull my hair pull my you know and if they saw me with the book they left me alone it was very weird. Like, they didn't even bother me when I was with my book. So I always carried my book everywhere. And then it just became for me, like, all the time, a book, 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 book after book after book. Um, my parents don't read English, so I couldn't even talk to them about that. But they knew reading was super important. So my dad used to have us read the newspaper in Spanish every Aww. Sunday. And so like, he knew. And, and analyze yep. the stories and mm-hmm. all that. So they were they knew it was so important, you know, mm-hmm. that for me, even now, you know, I discovered, you know, how, how libraries came to be. Um, I, I believe it was Mr. Carnegie. Yeah, Andrew yeah, Carnegie. Andrew mm-hmm. Carnegie and, you know, the funding mm-hmm. for all of that. So is that how you get funding for your books? Is that, do, you get, do you get people to, to, I guess, sponsor? Or how do you get those that many books? And, we, and, and what can someone do to help right. you out? So we have a citywide book drive, and we okay. just ask for donations. And every year we try to um, gather 10,000 books. This year, of course, was a little bit of a challenge. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not difficult to... We also accept monetary donations because we can get books like at, you know, like a wholesale rate. So we can buy more books for like the same $10 that you would bring a book for. Um, but okay. um, publishers, do publishers send you books? Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. authors send you books? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. cool. Um, the books we have here are all mm-hmm. written by women. Wow. Did you know that? I noticed there was a lot yeah. of women. It's I, all I didn't women. Even, yeah. yeah. Some of the names, I don't know if they're... Yeah, women, so I'm awesome. like, you know, I let's love just, it. this is a women's space, so let's just bring in all the, the talented female writers. And we're getting ready to have book talks. And one of our other members just wrote a book, and she's having her book yes, launch here, I so that's that. super exciting. Um, yes, yeah, so we are about learning, just like you said. All the time, all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. I, it, can't, I can never get tired it's, of learning. It's... Uh, Kind of the goal is to have learned something during the day so you know more at the end of the day than when you walked in the door in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's beautiful. You know, and for me, you know, even just being around the space, even uh, even just walking through, the colors are bright. Mm-hmm. So who picked on the colors? Purpose. Yes, I, and tell me about yeah. that. So I did a lot of research on color psychology. Okay. So offices to date are always like neutral, like the grays and the yeah. blues. Those the are B-work the wrong. Is brown colors i don't know who designed that but it's very good if you want to take a nap or fall asleep but to be creative Mm -hmm. and inspired and productive they are the wrong colors yeah and women want to work in different colors anyway so even if they were the right colors women would not want to be look working in a brown and tan office no, and I've noticed that in WeWork when I was there for a few meetings. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, so you did ask if I had visited spaces. Yeah, I was wondering and if I you... actually was in a WeWork before she space even was like a real idea. So I was at a meeting there, mm-hmm. and I, there was nothing about it. 
nothing about it that uh-huh. interests me. Mm-hmm. So really what I think I took away was what not to do yeah. than what to do. Yeah. Um, and I really did not go visit many of them uh, workspaces because then I didn't want someone to say, well, that's our idea. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't go see them, then now we can say this is really an original idea. There's nothing like it because mm-hmm. it's not modeled after anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing wrong with being inspired by something. No, I think a lot of people no, are afraid that they're going to copy something, but you could be inspired by something. I didn't see anything uh-huh, that inspired that me. That inspired you, yeah. So, um, it's very blah. So like That's how I think of it, very um, blah. There, it's, you know, <laughs> what I also learned is parking super important. Oh. And so parking at some of these were just horrible. It's like, mm-hmm. what's the point of making the spot convenient for women if they have to drive around and look for a spot and then pay yeah, that that defeats yeah. half the point. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah I just and I respect women too much to fast. do that. Yeah. Oh, I know. I can tell. I love that. <laughs> That's what I love about you so much. Yes. You know, and for me, I also noticed that you have a great sense of style. So tell oh me a little gosh. bit about your inspiration in terms of style. Because I'm a stylist, and that's what I work with. I work with photographers all the time with that sort of thing. And I do the interior design for my husband's houses and all that. So I'm all about the colors. So tell me a little bit about who inspires you. Or who's your celebrity inspo? Or um, I want to know a little bit more about I style. I don't <laughs> have – I mean, I'm, you're going to find this really odd. I don't really – I don't – watch people so much. I just, it's just, I do like a little bit of, um, it's like the feminine, but powerful. So like, I'm not frilly and girly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do definitely think I have more of a, I think I would go with, it's more of a, um, tailored style, probably. Mm-hmm. Like a power suit. Is uh, yeah, so, really I mean, enjoy. I still like a suit, mm-hmm. but I will put something like a flowered shirt underneath it. But um, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's really fun for me. If really fun part of my morning is like picking out what I'm going to wear that day. Yeah. And they can't see us, but every day, no, not every day. Most <laughs> I Mondays, it. I put on my sparkly, glittery RGB or RBG. RBG. Can you tell it's Monday? <laughs> RBG pen because I need her to get through it. And obviously, I need I her want more one than of those. today. I need to find I'm one. actually sitting here looking at the RBG yeah. um, conference room. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know. I just some days I might want to do a suit. The next day, I do like dresses. Dresses are so easy. And I love color on you, by the way. I do like lo- you're wearing a really beautiful bright pink, mm-hmm. and I think it looks amazing. I on like you. Color. it brightens up your face, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes with your hair color a little bit mm-hmm. too. You're probably Super never going to find me gorgeous. anything tan, or mm-hmm. I just think life's too short to wear black yeah. colors. Yeah, yeah. And too, um, to my be, mother was very. <laughs> yeah, my mom was super stylish as well. Okay, um, but again, I think it's just. Um, and I don't think, it, you know, stuff doesn't have to be fancy and expensive. It's kind of how, how you put it together. I agree with you I, on I, that. Being mm-hmm. more polished, mm-hmm. just how you put it together. Yeah, I mean, I go to thrift stores sometimes and find some of the best things. I just love, love, love yeah. doing that. And, um, you know, being a little more cautious about how much I'm buying and how much I'm consuming. That was just another shift for me as well through COVID. It's like, you know, maybe I don't need that many things. Maybe I don't need or to. Or when I do buy something, buy something yeah. quality that's going to last. Exactly. Like, like a, like a the blazer or a jacket mm-hmm. that's going to last. And then and I'm perfectly thrilled to put a shirt from Target underneath it. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Which we're right by Target, which is even better. <laughs> Better. Oh yeah, there's like t- oh. walkable. It's like right there. Yes, you're right across right. the parking lot. Yeah, 
<laughs> I grew up very close to here, so I do know the area pretty well. Um, so I wanted just to, you know, just say thank you so much for thank giving you. me your time. And I know time is super valuable to you, as it is for so many women that are doing mm -hmm. things and being, you know, everywhere and doing so many things for each other. And, you know, for you, I do know that mentoring is something that mm -hmm. you definitely exhibit. Um, and even when I, you know, first moved into the space. Mm -hmm. It was like, whatever you need, let me know. I'm here for you. And um, you walk the talk, which is, you know, oh, pretty you. amazing. Well, I do believe in it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be I here all day, every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm 60. And my friends are like, why are you starting this when you're 60? You mm -hmm. should be hanging it up. I'm like, just getting started no. years to go. So yeah. talking about age, my mom, who's 74, was complaining about she's getting so old. And I take her to the doctor. I'm the one that takes mm -hmm. care of all of her mm -hmm. doctor appointments. And I said, Mother, do you know how old Nancy Pelosi is? <laughs> and she goes, how old is she? I said, Mom, she's 80. It's amazing. Did you see? She's over there cleaning up the mess. And yeah. you, look at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you are just 74. That's You're not amazing. even close. Yeah. So she got perspective. I'm like, oh. That's and, a our, great thing. and our president is 78, That's mother. a great thing to I point mean, out. Hello. Yeah. Well, I hope you I'm guys. still in here when I'm 74, <laughs> 78, know. 80. But um, I'll have the young one. All you guys running things by then, and I'll just come in for my coffee. You'll come and supervise. <laughs> Thank out. you so, yeah. so much. Thank you. I appreciate you very much. And, you know, how can people find you and know a little bit more about you? Uh, what are your social media handles that you want to share? I think the best way to know about SheSpace is just our website, SheSpaceHTX. I okay. mean, everything is on there. We're all over Instagram, SheSpaceHTX. Are you looking for members still to come in and get offices? Is that something yes, that you're also have, pursuing? So we, yes. Okay. And, um, we, office space? We do have an office, a couple offices okay. left, but... We are getting ready to expand, which I bet you did not know. I did not know. Tell so, me more. So um, we need to fill these offices here. We have a um, like a, t a couple, two, three offices uh -huh. that we need to fill, and we would love to fill with you know amazing people like you. you Everyone know, that comes in here is amazing. I'm though. always recruiting, by the way. Yes, so I'm we always would, looking for hot and, women. Um, yeah, bring it Not in. hot and like beautiful, hot women who are doing Talented. Things. Driven. Like, yeah. Talented, <laughs> ambitious, and driven. I don't mean like. And gorgeous as well. Well, we, yeah. yeah that doesn't th hurt. Th that just <laughs> comes with the territory. I can't <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my um, God. I'm so grateful for you, though. We could talk forever. We but, could. You know, we, we definitely, definitely need to um, get you on for another topic eventually. And I would um, love that. I, I this love is a great way to start my week. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate your time. And we will um, let you guys know when this is coming out. Uh, follow us at Vibes by Alicia on Instagram. You can also go to my business page at Thinking Boutique. Uh, and my personal account is Thinking underscore Chick. So, yeah, <laughs> there's different different sure. things for different, you know, purposes I've, and audiences, yep. <laughs> my personal stuff and then my business stuff. But anyways, guys, I'm so grateful for you all to listen. If you love what you listen here, please share it with your friends. Let everybody know that this podcast is out there. We're doing great things. And if there's something that you want us to talk about, send me a message. You can DM me or you can send me uh, a message through the podcast link. Um, please let me know what you're liking and happy vibes, everybody. Thank you so much.